morning, everybody. It's time to wake up and smell the war that's going on right in front of our noses. To smell the uh, the battle, the field of battle, the The craziness that one side of the political divide is uh, is heading down. Nothing like it in my lifetime or in the lifetimes of our predecessors. I don't believe this is uh, it's insanity. You know, you have a supposed disease. Well, no, let me back up. You have a disease. I should know because I had it that can affect the body in a, in a very uh, bad way. And, uh, but it's not untreatable, which kind of cancels out the idea that uh, you need a vaccine on an emergency use basis to combat it. And somehow they managed, just like the election of 2020, to circumvent laws, to circumvent truth, to circumvent reality, because the reality of this thing is it's not that bad, but they've scared enough people into thinking that it is, that uh, um, they need to do something about it. You know, in my case, I started on a regimen of, of uh, stuff, and, you know, within about 48 hours of doing that, um, after having it for about a week, I started getting better. And uh, it took a while. And again, it's, I don't know, it's just so easy for people to be led astray. And we all uh, can be led astray in different ways. So I don't want to get full of angst about things, but uh, I want to have compassion toward others that uh, believe in the lies that they're being told, because that's really what it is. When people go down these roads of believing that other people, in order for them to be protected, other people need to wear masks. In order for them to be protected, other people need to get a vaccine that has been totally unproven, been approved without, uh, you know, again, it's not a vaccine, it's a shot. Let's call it what it is. And um, it's causing many, many issues. And I saw the other day a sign that said, look, if I refuse the vaccine, I'm 100% sure I'm not going to have a negative reaction. And I'm at about 99.8 plus percent sure I'm not going to die from COVID. I think I'll take my chances. And that's the reality of the situation we're in. And yet uh, these world leaders, you know, I was laughing the other day. Joe Biden was uh, talking about this great um, two-day thing that he had on democracy with all these world leaders. And talking about, uh, you know, how he doesn't want... dictatorships, you know, and, and things of that nature. And yet, uh, that's exactly what these guys are doing. And that's typical for the Democrat Party. They'll come out and blame everybody else for doing something they, in fact, are doing. So, anyway, welcome to It's a Religion. Uh, this is a podcast daily dive into um, the one true faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. And... Uh, what he has taught us through his word in the Bible. And uh, we contrast that with the faith of everything else. I don't care what it is. Um, and you could even say uh, Judaism to an extent because they haven't 
folks that put their faith and trust in Judaism while they're believing in the one true God, I believe. They do not acknowledge his son. And uh, Jesus himself talked about that, that when you don't acknowledge the son, you don't truly acknowledge the father. So um, my heart goes out to those those folks. And I don't know, is God going to save them all in the end? That's entirely possible. Um, because he's God. It's up to him. And that's the big difference, I think, in, in how we walk this life out. Either we are subjecting ourselves to God, to our higher authority, to the one that made us, to the one that created us, the one that created this creation that we live on and sustains it, or we submit ourselves to something else. We fill in that blank, either with ourselves, with self-worship, with uh, self-aggrandizement, with... Um, trust and faith in guys in white coats in the medical community or in the um, um, the PhDs at a public uh, educational institution or um, politicians in suits or fancy clothes um, who mostly are in for their own self-interest. Um, you know, I met, met a congressman the other day, a guy named Jim Jordan uh, in Ohio guy that's out of Ohio and was was really neat it was just having walking into a rest stop in Ohio and um, got to meet him just it was just he and I having a conversation in this rest stop it was really cool so I was very thankful to God for that uh, and the way it came about but um, this is uh, it's a religion well we are coming to you live from the Middle West Actually, we're getting towards the edge of the not Middle West because um, we're in Pennsylvania today. Um, briefly, going to be heading out shortly and getting back uh, over to Michigan. But uh, um, it's it's a fascinating trip, this life, isn't it? And uh, we want to encourage you if you uh, put your trust and faith in Christ. We want to encourage you with the Word of God every day here. But those of you who don't put your faith and trust in God, we want to uh, talk to you about the differences in doing so and not doing so. And what it means to be a child of God through Christ and in Christ. And uh, what it means to not, to not follow him, to put your faith and trust in the edicts of man and, and the deceptive things of Satan and uh, the satanic side of the equation. So with that, we always start, or try to start with Scripture, even though I'm seven minutes into this deal. But uh, Scripture is the answer to all things, guys and gals. It is the starting point for knowledge. You know, the, the Bible says the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And if you don't acknowledge God, you are a fool. And, uh, you know, I have family and relation that's, acting in that regard uh, and it's 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 hard it's hard to see that with folks because to me it's so blatantly obvious you know when you look at the way things work the design of creation the intricacies between different things that work on this planet to make it uh, livable to make it sustainable um, when you look at the things that God put in the earth that we can use to uh, have a better life. The things that, that help us have things like plastics and things like metal, things like uh, glass, right? Um, we take all these for granted and yet those were created uh, 
out of things that were discovered by men who are created in the image of God, who is the ultimate creator and gave us the ability to create. And uh, it cracks me up when people will look at things. You know, you can't sit here, you know, as I look around the room in this hotel room I'm in, and see a TV screen and a coffee maker and uh, some bottles that had vitamins in, and, uh, this little uh, speaker that I have sitting here. All those things were created. They were designed by human beings and uh, produced in a manufacturing environment somewhere on this planet. And they didn't, you know, you didn't lay a bunch of material on the ground and all of a sudden a bottle formed out of it. You didn't lay a bunch of material in the ground and all of a sudden you have a coffee maker. No, they were designed and produced. Somebody had to draw it up, somebody had to design it, and then somebody had to build it and, and make it a reality. And so to me, it's a simple, I mean, you look at that process, that's what God did. That's what our Father God, through Jesus Christ, did when he created everything. He had a plan, he uh, designed the whole thing, and then produced it. Now, how he did all that, the Bible doesn't say. He said he spoke it into existence. And when you look at what Christ did when he was on the earth, um, some 2,000 plus years ago, when somebody wanted to be healed, what did he do? I mean, he didn't always speak a word and they were healed. Sometimes he touched somebody. Sometimes he spoke a word. Sometimes he said, be it as your faith. Uh, uh, has allowed for, right? You, you place faith in me, you trust in me, you uh, um, have come to me for healing, let it be so, right? And it would be so. It didn't take 600 million years for them to heal. It didn't take a week. It, it was instantaneous. In pretty much every case, except the guy that, that saw people walking around like trees and then he did something else. And again, he manipulated what we know as physical laws to heal people, to raise people from the dead. And there were eyewitnesses to all of this that wrote it down. You know, and, and John, at the end of the Bible, says if, if they wrote everything down that he did, the books wouldn't contain everything. What an amazing statement. So anyway, we're in Mark chapter 2 today. And again, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house immediately many were gathered together and so much there was no room to receive them no not so much about the door and he preached the word unto them and they came into him bringing one sick of the palsy which was born of four and they could not come nigh unto him for the press and they uncovered the roof where he was and broken it up so jesus saw their faith and he said to the sick of the palsy son your sins be forgiven you but there were certain of the scribes sitting there and reasoning in their hearts why does this man speak blasphemies who can forgive sins but god only you know not recognizing the fact that God was working through this man, how could anybody be healed instantly of something like that? The guy can't walk, and then he can, two seconds later. And yet the guys are more worried about what he's saying instead of what just happened in front of them. And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit, they were so reasoned with himself, he said to them, why reason all of you these things in your hearts? You know, he's asking, why are you of so little faith? Why, why can't you see what just happened? And recognize the truth of what's going on here. And and yet you're so worried about what I just said. That uh, he says, you know, your sins be forgiven. You are saying, arise and take up your bed and walk. But that all of you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. 
He says to the sick of the palsy, Say to you, Arise and take your bed and go your way into the house. Immediately he arose, took up the bed, and went forth among them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it on this fashion. So they've never seen anything like this. And yet, these guys, again, are more worried about what he's saying than recognizing who he truly is as the Son of God. And he went forth again to the seaside. Multitude resorted unto him, and he taught them. And he passed by, and he saw Levi, the son of Alphaeus, sitting at the receipt of custom, and said unto him, Follow me. And he rose and followed him. And it came to pass that as Jesus sat at food in his house, many publicans and sinners sat all together with Jesus, and there were many that followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eat with publicans and sinners, they said unto his disciples, How is it that he eats and drinks with publicans and sinners? And Jesus heard it. I think this is one of the most beautiful sayings in the Bible. He says unto them, They that are whole have no need of the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Which we all are, even these righteous people who think they're righteous and aren't. And the disciples of John and the Pharisees used to fast. And then he gets they get into some of that. Um, and then he talks about this putting new wine into old bottles. And he's trying to help them understand, look, what I'm teaching you, you can't stuff into your old paradigm, into the way you've looked at God from the Old Testament. I'm going to give you some new things to think about, some new things to, to uh, um, adhere to, some new things to um, ascribe to, because I'm here now. I'm finishing and completing the First Testament, the Old Testament, what was given to you previously. And I'm going to give you something new that you need to accept in a new way. You need to get out of this old paradigm you've been walking in for the last 100 years, or in this case, 400, 500, 600,000 years. And uh, hear, you know, hear me, because I am instructing you with authority, because I am the Christ, the one who came to save you. And uh, towards the end, you know, one of the biggest issues they had with Christ uh, in the Jewish faith was the Sabbath. Uh, he did not adhere to the Sabbath the way in which they uh, adhered to it. And, you know, and its foundation was not a bad thing because they were trying to follow the edicts of God. But it had become a almost an idol. And, you know, Jesus finishes in verse 27 of Mark chapter 2, and he said unto them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And he basically tells them, Look, I, you know, I got this. I, I gave you the original sabbatical laws based on my creation, based on my resting on that last day, and knowing what was good for you. But on occasion, you know, this thing wasn't meant to um, basically destroy people over, you know, what if somebody... If your donkey falls in a ditch, you're going to lift him out on the Sabbath, whether it's Sabbath or not, right? So use reason judgment on these things. I healed a man on a Sabbath, and you're giving me a hard time for that? Really? Think about this. What are you really doing? And we see that so at work today, right? With these people that um, act so righteously in, in the public arena, in the public space, and yet what they're doing to people is, is sure tyranny. It's holding them to a standard they themselves couldn't be hold, held to or shouldn't be held to or won't be held to. And it's, it's all over the place. So it's a sad deal when you get down to it um, that people 
have always been this way. And we included, you know, I know I have held people to a standard that I shouldn't have at times. And, you know, people that are lost should be praying for and not being, not having angst towards. Christ didn't do that to me when I was lost. He held out his arms when I came finally to him and welcomed me with open arms. And so we need to think about that, you know, but we also need to stand for what is right and true and good and not be concerned with what can happen to our bodies on this planet in doing so. Because, you know, man can kill the body, but he can't kill the soul. He can't, you know, condemn you to eternity away from God. But God can. He has that power and authority. So be careful what you wish for and what you work toward in this life. You know, if you're not, if you don't know the one true God, if you don't know his son, Jesus Christ, and what he did for you, get a Bible, read about it. Please, please read about it. And come to know this uh this man, and you know, if, if you don't know who he is or who he was, and you'd like to know more, email us at ehud at itsareligion.org. Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you uh, on this show. Ehud at itsareligion.org. And we'll be happy to help. Um, so real quick, uh, let's look at a little bit of news today. Congress just doesn't want to give up spending money and our good boy Illinoisan Adam Kinzinger went right along with him to raise the debt ceiling. Isn't that isn't that wonderful? So there's so much that we need right now. We're gonna sell our children's 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 children down the river. And uh, I don't know. At some point, it's gonna hit, and uh, we're all gonna pay for it. And the politicians that are in place today, uh, it's just a sad, sad state of affairs. I don't know how to say it other than that. But when you put faith and trust in, um, in man and what men can do for you, instead of, uh, instead of what God can do for you. That's what you're going to get. You're going to get uh, deception. You're going to get lies. You're going to get um, misrepresentations. You're going to get cheating, as in elections. You're going to get uh, totalitarianism, as you will take this vaccine. You will wear a mask. You will do what we tell you to do, or you're going to be cast from our society we will not have uh, anybody going against what we will, <laughs> right? We will have the FBI show up at your doorstep, even though you really didn't do anything but trespass on Capitol grounds and uh, on January 6th. We will get you, Trump, because you don't fit the mold that we want running our country. We are the ones in power. And we will tell you what you will do and what you won't do. And uh, it's a pretty scary deal where we're at right now. And the deception that the media tries to portray in all of it, it, it really is breathtaking um, and ridiculous. So there's a, uh, a thing, if you look it up on YouTube, famous COVID doctor reveals what's really going on. Dr. Zev Zelenko, 2021, 
It's about a nine, nine and a half minute clip on uh, YouTube. I can't believe they haven't taken it down yet. But I typically don't like sending people to YouTube, but I would, uh, would say that that is a good thing. Because he basically spells it out like it is. And tells it like it is. So, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, would like to know him, um, get a Bible, read the book of John. It's a great starting point. Um, if you do know him, uh, we hope you are encouraged today um, with this word from Mark chapter 2. Because um, he is. He is over the Sabbath. He is over everything. He is the name above all names, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, if you're putting your faith in evolution, if you're putting your faith in Buddhism, uh, Mohammedism, anything of that nature, stop. Stop and look and come to understand who this Christ is. And uh, you'll never be the same if you really do. So, thanks for stopping by. We are in the Christmas season, so we're going to finish with a, a uh, Christmas selection and this is debatable because uh, my daughter does not think that this is a Christmas song but I personally like it around Christmas bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens brown paper packages tied up with strings these are a few of my favorite things Cream-colored ponies and crisp apple strudels. Doorbells and sleigh bells and schnitzel with noodles. Wild geese that fly with the moon on their wings. These are a few of my favorite things. Girls in white dresses with blue satin sashes. Snowflakes that stay on my nose and eyelashes. Silver white winters that melt into springs. These are a few of my favorite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite things, and then I don't feel.